kid knows about vampires, but they get most of their information from watching the movie Blade. I, I honestly love Blade. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a perfect <laughs> way to like know about vampires. <laughs> Just watch a Blade movie. Uh, it's, it's the Movie Toast, the show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie Toast. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 55 of Movie Toast. Unfortunately, Dennis had a family emergency, so he's not able to record this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the show for a while or if you're new to the show, but a while ago, um, we, we made a joke about having an intern named, uh, I think his name was Brad and we, we made it sound like we we're an asshole to Brad and Brad quit and got a better job. And it was just this whole gag that we had going that I don't know why I thought was fun. And, uh, then uh, a while later we ended up getting an intern named Mike, really good guy from the school that we went to as our editor. Uh, so tonight, Mike is stepping in to uh, host, uh, co-host the episode with me. Mike, how's it going, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, wow, you guys aren't hearing my terrible singing voice. Uh... <laughs> I mean, if you want, you can sing, dude. You can give it a shot. Oh, no. No. Uh, I'm, not, oh. I'm not risking that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so how, how's everything going for you as an intern? Uh, is it shitty for you or is it mediocre? Oh, it's terrible. They're putting me in a cave. I only can get it. <laughs> I've never seen, I haven't seen the sunshine yet. Uh, I've been living off of uh, pistachios and watermelon. Oh, shit, man. Wait, how are you get... getting that? We're not even supplying that to you. Uh, Dennis has a secret supplier. Okay. All right. Yeah. He hasn't told me about that. That's, that's kind of weird. I got to talk to him when he comes back about that. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you, can you at least upgrade me to like beef jerky? Add some little protein oof, to my diet? I don't diet? know. That's, that's kind of expensive. Maybe we'll get like a bag of the cheap stuff and, and just break it up into rations for the week. I don't know. Okay. We can talk it after the episode. Okay. I mean, honestly. So last week we started doing polls like to promote episodes from the past. Uh, so I want to go through a couple with you and see what you think. Okay. So one of them was, uh, uh th- this is all on our Twitter account and, uh, you can go there. It's at movie underscore toast. Uh, so one question was, what's your favorite Will Smith movie uh, out of the options? Men in black, independence day, bad boys, and Ali one got 67%. Another got 33. So that means two got zero. Uh, what do you think was the most popular, Mike? Uh, honestly, I would think Men in Black because that has been popular. It's got a bunch of sequels, True. and it's Will Smith. And um, what's the other guy? Uh, um, Martin. Uh, well, it's a Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. You know, they're both a really good. They're a good partnership, and they yeah. had a great connection and bond. You know, that's true. I don't know. Did you ever see the uh, the the kind of soft reboot Men in Black International with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson? No. Yeah, I, I I literally saw posters and all that stuff, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing it at all. You uh, saved yourself d- a hassle, man. It was garbage. Oh, man. But, like, interesting enough, I think two years ago, I went to go to one of the locations that they filmed Men in Black. It was the New York Water and Power. Huh. Is that the place that the, the their, their secret headquarters? or? Yes, sir. Yeah. How'd you end up there? 
my family and I actually took a tour around New York and one of the their tour guide was like, oh, so uh, do you recognize this building? And I was like, no, I've never been to New York. <laughs> this is my first time. And he was like, oh, they filmed Men in Black in that's, here. That's kind of badass. Yeah. Nice. So you are right. That one got the uh, 67% of the votes. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> what do you think got the 33%? Uh, 33. Uh what was what was the other two so we have independence day bad boys and ali uh i have to say uh, that's a hard one i would say right. independence day okay uh that that got zero votes um oh wow to my shock ali was the one that got 33 percent. i thought it would have been independence day or bad boys like you said really? bad boys bad boys has like two sequels and independence day people loved yeah i was kind of shocked by that oh wow oh Shoot, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought I thought he portrayed Ollie really well. Did did he win an Oscar or something for that? Uh I don't really know. I think he did, but I mean yeah. honestly, I love kind of documentaries or biopics, so I mean nice. any good biopic is good for me. That's true. All right, and then I just put one out right before we uh did this show to kind of go with last week's episode, asking which actor do you enjoy more? Bill Murray, Richard Jenkins, Matt Damon, or Evan Rachel Woods. Uh, uh, Evan Rachel Wood. I'm a I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, and I I I love Bill Murray's work, especially his cameo in Zombieland. Mm. Especially him just playing himself. Yeah, I just uh, it, he did a great job playing himself as a zombie. Unfortunately, spoiler alert, <laughs> he died and got shot. Did you ever see a Zombieland Double Tap, the sequel? No, no, I didn't. And I actually found out my uncle worked on Zombieland. He really? A, yeah, he, he was a sound. Um, he was the... I, f- I forgot what they call it in sound. He was like the kind of like the sound coordinator. He kind of huh. like overlooked Zombieland, but he did a bunch of movies, so I don't think he would remember it. Uh, hey guys, this is me in the future editing this. Uh, actually, he's my cousin, not my uncle. That's kind of badass, man. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that I had a second cousin and second uncle that were big in the movie business. Huh. I mean, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Zombieland 2, they bring them back kind of at the end as like a post credit scene, kind of showing the first day of the outbreak and him doing a press junket for, uh, a made up Garfield sequel called Garfield Flabby Tabby. And like, then it shows him. He's the only one at the press junket. Who's not a zombie. So it shows him beating the shit out of zombies for the first time. It was pretty, might be the best part of that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I still remember when I saw Zombieland in the theater and Mm -hmm. it was like, literally as my best friend, his dad and I came out and I just looked at my best friend. I was like, that was the most badass movie that I've ever seen. In right the whole life like literally yeah. and then not even like two years ago or a year ago i did an imdb thing of my cousin and i looked at it and i was like he did that and double tap <laughs> it's like whoa holy crap uh, so i i might ask him about that but he's yeah. been shit that that's that's pretty badass um fuck yeah no that's cool man um no i'm so not, yeah. and i'm honestly not trying to 
like sound arrogant no. or anything. Honestly, I just it's just a cool family history, you know. Yeah. I, I honestly you you've edited episodes. I go on long tangents about like yeah, yeah, I know something about this that uh I just hi- hijack the episode and it's like why the fuck is this guy talking? <laughs> so at least yours is a relevant thing, dude. I'm going to yeah. do that one more time tonight too. So I uh, just a heads up on that. Maybe I'll add uh Joe Biden saying, "Come on, just shut up, man." <laughs> Uh, so back back to the poll here. Uh, we only right. got three votes, un- unfortunately, but um, hey, there was a three way tie for Bill Murray, Matt Damon, and Ever- Evan Rachel Wood. I don't know why I can't say her fucking name. That's so sad. Uh-oh. I don't know why Evan Rachel Wood doesn't come off my tongue very easily. That's weird. okay. Yeah. Uh, so then I had one that was our big, 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 big fucking uh results. So it was who was your favorite Sherlock Holmes out of Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch. Ian McKellen and Henry Cavill. Uh, this one, all over the place. What, really? What, what, you, what would yours be? Uh, I don't know about you, but none of them are. The one that I'm thinking about isn't on there. Okay. I, yeah, it's um, what's his name? Will Farrow was my favorite Sherlock. Oh, from Holmes and Watson. Yes, sir. Ooh, I I remember I saw that with uh two of our previous co-hosts uh in in like the first season, the first couple of episodes on Christmas Day. It was a rough one for us. Like uh, we we didn't fully enjoy it, but I there was there was some merits to it. I thought. I mean, yeah, but those I, two are always great together. Yeah, I mean, I I love I love just Will Ferrell's like kind of acting in it and it's just outrageous and funny and i'm just a comedic guy and i like that kind of outrageous acting but like to stick with the polls i like i i gotta i'm gonna stick with uh robert downey jr okay yeah uh he came in uh fourth place uh third place uh wow it was eight percent robert downey jr uh five percent ian mckellen ten percent henry cavill in 76% Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Benedict is really good. He's a really yeah. good actor. Very good um theatric actor. I've I've I didn't see it, but I really wanted to. I saw previews for uh his interpretation of Frankenstein. Oh. That was interesting. Like him and his co-star, I think, changed like the role they were playing every oh, night, I think. So uh I, I actually watched some uh, interview videos. So what they do is every so they would learn both their line both frankenstein's and uh uh, dr frankenstein's i'm sorry and the monster's Mm -hmm. role and what they do is every other night they would switch roles so it's always something different yeah i gotta say that's some acting chops right there yeah and it's like that you could see it twice and see a completely different show essentially Right. Fuck. That that's pretty cool. And I gotta commend you, man, for saying Doctor Frankenstein and the monster. I hate when it, I don't know why it's a pet peeve when people call the monster Frankenstein. It's like, of course, that's what we all picture. But I mean, I think it's because of culture and a lot of people going into like learning about about ho- classic horror movie, like horror monsters. Mm-hmm. They think the monster is named Frankenstein, but it's not. You know, he's the monster. And I actually had to do a book report in high school about uh, a about the classic tale of Frankenstein. So that probably solidified it in your head. You're like, no, no, they're two different characters. Essentially. Yeah, two different characters. And I also learned that it's really long and boring. And, <laughs> but I mean, I love I love classic horror movie monsters. And, you know, and the books, I'm just not a book guy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the entertainment business to make movies. I mean, I'll read a script to mm-hmm. edit, but I, 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 I can't read a book to like, 
enjoy myself. I mean, a comic book is different. True. But that's kind of cheating because of pictures. See, for me, it's like I don't enjoy reading as well, but I will read like bio uh, autobiographies from like celebrities. I don't know why. Uh, that intrigues me for some reason. I mean, the one book that I want to read is uh, the Robin Williams biography. Ooh. And I kind of just want to know about his life. And Yeah, no, especially finding out about what really caused him to commit suicide and whatnot. And like, or even just the early days, like what drove him. And uh, there's so much you could probably learn from that. I think back in the day. So around like this, probably the seventies and eighties, uh, drugs were a, a big contributing factor. The, the, the fame and fortune of like being an actor. And I think a lot of that is a part of it, you know, and, True. It, and it's kind of is a big thing today, but I mean, it's not, you don't, it's not as, bad as it was back in the 70s or 80s yeah. but how the how, how should i know i'm just a gen zer i don't know i was gonna say are you a time traveler that we don't know about or something no nah, i'm uh, just a. I just i'm just a gen zer with a computer that can fair enough search like... about it. abraham lincoln was actually <laughs> really known for the internet Ooh. <laughs> please don't quote me on that that's a joke <laughs> that's 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 big that's a scoop right there man yeah um so with that i say let's get into our first review uh what did you watch this week man what, what's your first movie you got so just out of pure fun um i i kind of a little thing about me i have two older sisters and my oldest sister is a a theater nut she loves musicals uh we've saw wicked in the pantages theater we watched book of mormon Ooh. and we her favorite thing to watch with my grandma was singing in the rain and oh the that's one band. of Dennis's fav- favorite movies man. oh yeah 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 I gotta check that out anyways a movie that really caught my eye when my sister watched it was uh the phantom of the opera the 2004 huh. Yeah, so uh, it's directed by Joel Schumacher, the late. Oh no shit! Yeah, so the late Joel Schumacher, uh, he made uh, his most famous movies that he made was Batman and Robin, aka Batman Robin and the Nipples. Yes, which yeah. did you hear there? There might be like a four-hour Schumacher cut of that movie. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. No. I, now, now that's the new crusade. People want to see that. I more, mean, more fucking George Clooney nips. Oh man. <laughs> I tried watching that movie a couple of months ago, and is that no? That's not the one with Jim Carrey. No, is no, it? no. It it has Arnold Schwarzenegger as oh, Mister Thurman as and Emma Thurman as okay. um, Poison Ivy. Yeah. Okay, I tried watching the other one, and I had to give up after like twenty minutes. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I mean, I'm a big fan of Batman. I'm a Marvel mm. guy, but I, I love Batman. He's uh, I've watched almost all the um, Batman movies except for that one. Um, mm. I love the Batman one where it's um, Batman, Catwoman, and the Penguin. Yeah, I I started because I when I got HBO Max, I'm like I want to watch all the Batman and like I yeah that was uh that was Batman Returns I think the second out of those right her and Penguin right right her yeah that her one and was Penguin. solid man pretty that good one, stuff it was dark it, it was directed by uh, Tim Burton I think it was yes yeah. yeah. But I have to say that's that's not my Batman. My Batman hmm. was uh, Christian Bane. That's my Batman. Christian Bale was your hey, Christian uh, Bale. What, what, sorry, what, which one out of the trilogy was? Oh your man! Go-to? So the one that I remember in the movie theater was um, the Dark Knight 
which yeah won an which I was happy that uh, Heath Ledger won an Oscar for best supporting actor. Rest what in peace. Intro to that movie, the bank robbery with the school buses and the clown mat. That was oh, great. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the things that I break down in class is basically that scene or the scene where he's uh interrogating the Joker. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was good. But anyways, it, it stars uh Emmy Rosam. Uh mm. you might know her from Shameless. Yeah. She's she plays Fiona Gallagher. Uh mm-hmm. she also has been in The Day After Tomorrow and mystic river uh she she plays um she plays the main actress let me just uh pull up her hey you're also leaving out the greatest adaptation of a fucking anime man she's in dragon ball evolution i think it's like chi chi oh man uh i actually realized when i was watching shameless the love interest in season justin chatwin right yeah the the first couple of seasons she plays uh, Christine, and her she's basically in the beginning of this movie. Well, not in the beginning. The beginning of the movie starts out kind of like an old black and white silent movie where no talking at all. We see an old man in a chair walking into this broken down opera house. And they were doing this uh, auction about some of the stuff that was left there after a big kind of incident. Mm. And apparently he's he's been there, and we don't know what his significance is in this uh in the beginning and i just gotta say i love the first part of this the sequence where they just pull up the chandelier everything's alive and it's not cobwebby and and dead and all that stuff like all the the statues that are made out of gold have that shimmer to it and like there's this thing where it's like this ray of rainbows that adds color and it's coming together it's the this big scene that's the one that i remember the most watching this with my sister i'm like this is it was like it literally like i always get goosebumps from it i'm getting like goosebumps right now talking about now is that like a flashback or is it in their mind that it's all beautiful so it's basically going back in time to the time where i was like this opera house was basically the center of all entertainment in france i think it was Hey guys, me again. Sorry, I keep coming back. This is my first time reviewing a movie, but basically the story is Emmy Rosam's character is his up-and-coming opera singer. The Phantom has a secret love interest because he basically tutored her to sing better, and a childhood lover comes back into her life, and it's just this whole arrow of, of the Phantom wanting to fall in love and marry Christine, while the other love interest is trying to marry her and get her out of France. The one thing that kind of turned me off, and from seeing previews of the the original Phantom, the 1940s version or the 1930s mm-hmm. version, is basically the Phantom's face. It's it's not as great as I thought it was when I was a kid because huh. I thought he was always scary. Yeah, but it it was he looked more like a burn victim. You know, he was instead of a mutated creature that was horrifying. I mean, like I don't know, but honestly, seeing the original, he looks at least scary. He looks like a monster, mm. whereas Gerard Butler has this makeup that he looks like a burn victim yeah because they don't want to like destroy the image of a big time celebrity nowadays back then so what would you uh what would you rate this so wow this is the first time i'm saying this actually um so i'm gonna give this a 3.5 slices of okay, toast that's a pretty high up there huh? 
Yeah, I mean, I should kind of like break it down more, no, but that's honestly, how you feel. it's I mean, it's kind of like a secret pleasure of mine. I kind I love like musicals in mm. a way, you know, it's a secret love, nice. you know. And everyone likes a good musical. You could be the most rough and tough guy. Hey, I'm not going to lie. For some reason uh, I I I enjoy something about musicals like you get that weird failing deep down. I sadly enjoyed the first couple of seasons of Glee, so I can't fucking I got to say you. tragic for one of the the actresses that drowned. Yeah, know, yeah. You got, got that, another guy that overdosed, and you got some some guy that... Uh... Both of them overdosed, oh, actually. That's, oh, that's true, yeah. They're saying that Glee might also be cursed. That I could see that, possibly. I, I can also see then that. Then you had another guy who uh, had some underage pornography, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that oh. was the guy who overdosed. Oh, oh well, maybe there's three then, I think. I don't know. It's interesting because uh, the CW, their DC Arrowverse shows... You got people thriving. The guy that plays The Flash was on uh, Glee. The girl that plays, uh, or the lady that plays uh, Supergirl was on Glee. So it's like, yet yeah, some some people that made it and some people that uh, just floundered and sadly passed. I think it's just more of the luck of the That's draw true. in a way. You know, we're all either lucky or unlucky, but, yeah. you know, honestly, we're just striving towards life. Yeah. And I'm going to take that in another direction. Striving for life in an inner city isn't easy sometimes. Uh, I watched a movie that is uh, about the Bronx. It's about gentrification of the Bronx and about vampires. I watched Vampires vs. the Bronx. I totally thought you were going to talk about what we do in the shadows. Oh, man, don't even get me started, dude. The movie I've watched so many fucking times, so, so good. But the FXX show that they have is even better, I think, which is insane to think. Oh, man. If you haven't seen these movies or the show, you should definitely do yourself a favor this this year and watch them because they are phenomenal. Especially around this time. It's like Halloween season. So it's a perfect time to watch the vampires. Uh, Maybe that might have to be like a, a review coming up on its own because that movie, I could get deep into that. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this one is a little bit different. It's a uh, it's about three young boys that live in the Bronx and they notice all their favorite spots are closing and kind of becoming more hipstery and there's something off about it and they want to save a bodega. There's this guy that runs a bodega that kind of is their mentor and he he's just the light of their life and uh it's sadly the rent has gone up and he's not able to pay for it so these kids are like we're gonna throw a block party and try to save it and at the same time one of these kids notices or actually sees one of the guys from the bronx get killed by a vampire and people think he's crazy but his two friends help him kind of dig a little deeper and they don't even fully know if he's right or wrong and nobody can tell and so it's pretty much these kids are trying to uncover this, the realtor company that's gingerifying their neighborhood and trying to expose them as vampires. And everyone thinks they're fucking bonkers and crazy. And it's just seeing literally these kids are like learning about like one kid knows about vampires, but they get most of their information from watching the movie Blade. I, I honestly love Blade. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a perfect <laughs> way to like know about vampires. <laughs> Just watch a Blade movie uh, just to get information about killing vampires. Yeah, totally. Like, who wouldn't just... But the... <laughs> you gotta keep in mind, though, that that Blade is also a vampire. He's so a daywalker, they have... though. Yeah. But yeah, so these kids are taking notes and stuff, and 
I don't want to spoil the movie, but you can probably imagine you can tell where it's going. But it's where it has some like good humor. I don't really know any of the the boys are played by these uh, guys called uh, Jaden Michael, Jared Jones the third, and Gregory Diaz the fourth. Like Method Man's in there, and uh, I didn't even realize until looking at the IMDb because she didn't really seem like herself. But now I'm like, oh, I can see it. Zoe Saldana. So it has an interesting cast. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, the director of it has done a lot of comedies and, like, TV comedies and stuff. And it's just shot kind of beautifully. Like, I've never been to the Bronx, but, like, it, it has this... It's a Netflix original movie, but it has this, like, super cinematic look to it, which it has no right to, like, but it is fucking beautiful. And the story, it's, it's, it's an interesting movie. Like I thought I was getting into a, like a cheesy B grindhouse style movie, but it was not that at all. Like with the name vampires versus the Bronx, I expected crazy cheesiness, but this movie had some heart and soul to it. I wanted a little more goofiness. So I'm going to give this movie vampires versus the Bronx two and a half stars out of five, or I was going to say five, but, uh, Dennis like it's it's not great it's not bad it just lives in the middle somewhere like i wouldn't say it's scary i wouldn't say it's hilarious i wouldn't say it's campy so it yeah maybe it's just my expectations that are kind of lowering it a bit but it's still a decent movie and if you want to see something original you should check it out right and honestly when you were explaining this i thought it was a a 1970s like uh blacks no, that's like, black exploitation, or there's a lot yeah, of exploitation. Base, basically, like that title literally sounds like a. I thought you were going in like a 70s movie, oh, okay. and it had like all these like big age like actors at the time. Yeah. That was like I you know, wish, man. I wish but, this was like Blackula. Maybe I'll re- maybe I'll review Blackula and Scream Blackula Scream in a couple of weeks. Yeah, this came out. I want to say by the time the show this this episode comes out, it came out three weeks ago, and it doesn't sound like it came out three weeks ago if, the, from the description. Like, I and even the tr- the poster for it, oh, it looks like that type of movie. Like it's like art of the kids, and they're holding like a cru- a crucifix up, and yeah, it just does not match what it what it sounds like it should be. Yeah, and and the thing is, I was kind of excited for this one, and. Honestly, it didn't fully hold my interest. The only thing super selling me on it was the visuals. It looked beautiful, but that that shouldn't be enough for me to be like, oh, I got to give it three, three and a half stars, uh, pieces of toast. Yeah, it just, yeah. Hopefully, can can you dig us out of that uh, out of that grave here? Um, oh, yeah, totally. Right. Um, so basically what I watched this week for you know the month of halloween it's a little film called it chapter two. Oh. oh yeah so it chapter two is the sequel to the first it and it stars uh andy months it's the directed by i'm sorry it's directed by andy muncietti mm. who directed the first one yep as you should be, you know, you don't want to pull a Last Jedi move and kind of change oh, the yeah. movie around. He uh, he actually made a movie called Mama, and I didn't really watch that one. It was one. okay. It wasn't great. It, it, it's like, if you like horror, it's, it's, it's passable. Right. And it, it's great. So basically, if you haven't watched It Chapter One, basically we have these seven kids. They're outcast. They're bullied around a small town of Derry, Maine. Right, Yeah, Maine? I believe so, yeah. Is it, or 
yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And basically, they're encountered with this being called it. Well, they don't really call it it. They call they call Pennywise it. Mm. And Pennywise is this clown this formation of the creature and he's just this creepy clown and basically hurt pennywise so he sleeps for 27 more years <laughs> and he warned the kids that he's gonna get him interesting enough the movie came out 20 uh i think it was on the 27th of september huh. no i don't know how i heard something where it kind of matched up with the it thing it was like 27 or something like that huh. Maybe it came out 27 years. I mean, if you want to like kind of correct us, go on our Discord or Reddit page and tell us about what <laughs> what so the significance about it. At know? movie underscore but, toast. And, let us know how we fucked this up. So basically, this movie takes place 27 years after. They're all adults. Um, I have to say, I like the, the start of this scene because it's kind of the start of the movie where it kind of shows that it's changed. Mm-hmm. They've gone more with the LGBTQ oh, yeah. plus community where it starts out with um, this gay couple and they're like enjoying the the, the festival or the carnival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they get attacked and literally one of the, the men fall over and one almost drowns and Pennywise gets him. It's fucking brutal. All the all the losers club are basically kind of successful it's a big star-studded mm-hmm. cast uh, jessica christian play who's best known in zero dark 30 and interstellar uh, chastain she's and great man she is she's yeah she's great and also the martian which i thought was a sequel to interstellar because <laughs> it had matt damon in both true the famous james mcavoy mm-hmm. or professor charles xavier yes. bill Hader, who plays oh, i love some hater man yeah and uh apparently he voiced uh ike for a couple episodes on uh, South Park. Yep. Well, I know he he does write on South Park, or he had in the past. He, yeah, he, I think he started out as a writer, and he's also known for the famous Pringles commercial starring Bill Hader. <laughs> <laughs> That's his top IMDb credit right there, Bill Hader Pringles. Exactly, not Sad Night Live sta- or anything. No, no, it's the Pringles commercial <laughs> where they stack Pringles. <laughs> wow! Wow! Wow. Wow. Wow, you can stack different flavors? Nobody asked you, Kevin! Wow. And then um, Isaiah Mustafa. Oh, the old um, Spice Man. Hello, ladies. Oh, yeah, basically. Uh, real, wait, what? the old Spice Man? Yeah, he, he's the old Spice he, Man? Uh, yeah, he, I don't think he's the... I, I know they play back and forth with uh, who it is now, but he was like, when they made the old Spice Man, he was the manly version of that. And then I think it became oh, Terry no, yeah. Crews, and now I think it's... um. They the fight against each other, actually. Huh. So powerful. Yeah, so there, there's a commercial where basically one up each other. What? But I, I did not know that. The only credit that he has on IMDb is Horrible Bosses, oh. and he has like a solid role. I didn't even realize so, he was in that, and I love that movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Jay Ryan. Huh. He he's in Mary Kills People and Top of the Lake. I can't say I know either are, of those, but yeah, and then James Ransom. Ransom. He's in Sinister One and Two oh. and Generations Kills. Nice. And obviously, we can't leave out the main antagonist. Bill Skarsgård mm. as Pennywise the Dancing yes. Clown. And if you guys already know this, he has a f- pretty famous family. His father is Stel- uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, so basically 
Mike is on the scene. He's kind of this librarian, mm-hmm. and he sees that Pennywise is back. He calls the losers back to Derry, and they all have to give get over their fears. Mm. Unfortunately, one of the losers commits suicide, yeah. which you know, which is unfortunate. They have to face their fears that Pennywise throws at them. I basically watched both Phantom of the Opera and It Chapter Two on HBO mm. Max. I don't know if you have if you own it chapter two, you can get it or rent it. If you own the DVDs, good on you. Mm-hmm. But I have it. to say, just in case, yeah, you never know internet your internet goes down. goes down or something. Yeah, you gotta be safe about things. But honestly, it chapter two, I give it about three slices. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, honestly, for me, me and my girlfriend, we saw uh, both it and it chapter two back when chapter two came out uh, as a double feature at a drive-in, and. I loved one. One one's my fuck. I loved it. It was great. But two, I just I love the cast and I, something about it I I could not get into. For me, I'd probably give it like one one and a half. Sadly, I don't I don't know. Really? Yeah. Like I just feel like it was more comedy. They 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 used more like green screen. It wasn't as creepy. I was laughing a lot. I don't know. It was it, something was off to me. I don't know why. I just I, so I don't know. I, it feels kind of cartoony to me, I, which is odd. I which I love cartoons, but yeah, I mean, I have dis- different yeah. strokes for different folks. I I guess. I mean, I like both of them equally. Fair enough. I like I like the the movie it where it's like they explore more with the Pennywise character that he's just being and he can transform into mm-hmm. anything. Whereas with the TV series, it's like so original to like to it they're both original but this one's like it's kind of like near and dear to a lot of people's yeah hearts. fair enough fair enough i get that so i'm gonna stay in a spooky uh realm myself i promised i'd watch and review vampires versus the bronx and then i also promised to watch the new adam sandler movie hubie halloween i don't know why i said halloween oddly oh man well you said it the way that hubie says it yeah yeah i i this, i'll start right Hubie-da-boo. there I love I love Adam Sandler movies. I I I don't know why it's something about them. I I, I just saw him last summer perform like five minutes away from my house. I, I love the Sandman. I love his his comedy albums, his music. I'm all in. I I know his Netflix stuff has kind of dipped and it's not as good as some of his other stuff and yeah this one i mean honest, yeah, sorry no 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 I, I was gonna say yeah i agree with you i personally liked his like earlier movies oh, yeah. with um like uh uh what's his name billy madison happy gilmore wedding singer i also love 50 first dates oh yeah yeah i don't know i feel like maybe that might be one of the last of the upper echelon of happy Madison movies. I don't know, but I'm not going to lie. I know I said I I enjoy his earlier stuff, but I honestly still like his recent stuff. One of my favorite movies of Adam Sandler. A lot of people fucking hate it was him and Andy Samberg's movie. That's my boy. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I like a lot of obscured comedies and uh, this one is called Hubie Halloween. It's uh takes place in Salem mass on Halloween. Of course, as the title tells you, his character's name is Hubie Dubois. It's kind of like if you've seen him on SNL, he's kind of like a grown-up version of the Canteen Boy. Uh, he's, it's kind of like maybe maybe a more grown-up version of uh, of him from the Water Boy. Uh, he has this goofy voice. Uh, he's kind of like he seems a little stunted. Uh, so he's like kind of the biggest like conspiracy guy. He's afraid of everything. 
He, uh, everyone picks on him in this town. He's just a laughing stuff, the big b- buffoon of, of Salem. And he realizes something's not right. Something bad is happening. He thinks his neighbor, played by Steve Buscemi, is a werewolf, which is ironic because in Ho- Legend. Yeah, and he's great, man. I, uh, Steve Buscemi, that guy can do it all dramas, comedies. But he thinks that he's a werewolf. And he also thinks that he's he's from like the 1700s. And it's funny because in Hotel Transylvania, he plays the werewolf, uh, the, the Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it kind of fits in. Uh-huh. And um, so he thinks that's happening. But really what's happening at the same time, there's a murderer on the loose from a mental institution that is gone back to Salem. Uh, and so people are being killed or kidnapped. We don't fully know what's going on, but they're disappearing. And he's trying to unveil what's happening. The police laugh at him. The poli- uh, the main cop is played by Kevin James. Uh, another cop that we see played by Keenan Thompson. This movie has quite the fucking cast. Anybody that you've ever seen in an Adam Sandler movie before pretty much is in it. Uh, the love interest is played by Julie Bolwin from Modern Family who also happens to be his love interest from Happy Gilmore. Uh, Ray Wise is in it. Rob Schneider's in it. Maya Rudolph, Tim Meadows, Michael Chiklis, June Squibb plays his mom. Oh, boy. Uh, Keenan. Oh, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller reprises his role from Happy Gilmore. I never thought I'd see again, but it's just a great way they start the movie. But I'll say, oh, uh, oh, and the weird thing, uh, Adam Sandler has his wife in movies. She's in this as like a side character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I have to say, I I watched a little bit Mm. before we watched this, just trying to keep up. And that gag was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it made the the Harley Quinn gag. Yeah. The fact that the main anchor, she was Harley Quinn. The weather girl was (laughs) Harley Quinn. And the the location like anchor is Harley Quinn. It reminded me of when Suicide Squad. Oh came yeah, out. every girl was was like freaking Harley mm-hmm. Quinn. And, and even oh. at Comic Con, you flood it with these Harley Quins. Not not in her jester, but in the Suicide Squad uh, Squad outfit. I mean, I mean, I I have to say, I I have a love and hate relationship with Suicide Squad mm. and watching Birds of Prey. I honestly loved Birds of Prey. I don't know why. It felt like a DC version of uh, Deadpool to me. But the the chronology, the way they chopped the movie up, I, I, it was kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. And I hear also there's a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad that's a lot better. But I I don't I don't know if I believe it. But I am intrigued for by James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. That could be interesting. So so yeah, his wife's in this, but also in the movie are uh, Sandler's daughters, and they're they're pretty decent actresses, I guess. But uh, I'll say the person who stole my heart in this movie, I was laughing my ass off. We meet Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal is in it later on. Oh. And <laughs> there's no there's no buildup to him. But once you see him, you're like, oh, fuck. And I just laugh so hard. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Oh, man. I have to tell you, I have to tell you this story with Shaq. But go on with your review. But, I'll tell you right after. So, yeah. So, this movie, uh, Hubie, he has a very distinguished voice. It's mumbled. It's muffled. Uh, and one of the gags is he has a thermos that's like a, a Swiss Army knife. This thermos can do everything. It has like a fucking screwdriver, a vacuum. Whatever he gets into, he has an umbrella. Sometimes a chevel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this thing can do everything and anything. So that's kind of a... It's the ultimate 
uh, Doobie Dubois Swiss Army yeah. knife. <laughs> and it's the comedy in this is so goofy. His mother, uh, he lives with his mother. She always has a new T-shirt on. Uh, like there's a gag in there. She gets T-shirts from like uh, the old uh, the thrift, thrift store. store. Yep. And like one is a boner donor, and he's like, "What? <laughs> what? What? What does that mean, Mama?" She's like, "I think it's when you make a mistake." So it's like boner donor is if uh, I make a mistake, I'm donating some uh, some mistakes out there. And like so later on, there's a gag where he's giving this big heartfelt speech and he's like, I to kids. He's like, I was like you. I had boners and I, I made big boners and small boners. And just it's so like there's the dumbest jokes. There's a scene where he's talking to Kevin James and he gets so excited. A little fucking hatch opens up in the thermos and he pulls out a fucking. Uh, inhaler and he takes a puff or two and then he's an exhaling like puffs of smoke like he's fucking vaping and the comedy in this is so wacky there's weird cutaways and i don't even know where to go with this but somehow i was laughing non-stop in this movie it was so goofy and out there and insane and i'm gonna go on a little tangent here i know it's not a tangent a little story last year i because they filmed this out here in massachusetts I could have been like in a casting assistant on it. And I, I was so excited. The, the lady called me up, but it had to start the week that I went to Comic-Con. And I'm like, uh, if I didn't go to fucking Comic-Con, I could have. And I've worked with some people that worked on the movie. And I hear working on an Adam Sandler movie is amazing because he grew up in New Hampshire, which is close. And he has family. So and he brings his family out and he treats it like it's a camp. Like he takes the they 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 they, they do quick shooting days. They do like they they rap early. It's just like a huge family. It's like a big summer camp, essentially filming a movie. And I'm like, oh, I hope I get to work on a movie with that guy someday. And I almost hey, had one it. day. Yeah, that's his Hubie name. Dubois. Hubie Halloween is a Netflix original movie. I believe it's number one in America on Netflix right now. Uh, it's a big hit, man. So uh, so yeah, for Hubie Halloween, out of four slices of toast, I'm gonna give it a three and a half slice of toast. If because I'm a big Sandman fan. I like goofy comedy. But be be warned, this is a cheesy kind of family movie. My brother and my mother watched it with me. My brother's like, this movie is fucking stupid. My mom's like, ah, I thought it was cute. And I'm like, so that's kind of in the middle. Like, you'll either love it or hate it or be in a weird middle zone. But you got to be in the oh, right totally. mindset for this movie. But for me, yeah. I fucking loved it. I was laughing my ass off. And it's sad because I'm like telling you about um fucking what what was the movie we were talking about earlier? Uh, it chapter two. I'm like it's too cartoony, yeah, yeah. And too funny, and this is literally like a live action cartoon, and I I loved it. So I don't I don't know. I got weird taste, man. Are you being a hypocrite? I'm being a giant <laughs> fucking hypocrite, sir. Oh Ooh. man. Oh jeez. No. So you wanted to hear my yeah. sad story? So basically, I, I live in a gated community, and um, apparently his brother owns a house here. And one of the days, I'm on the treadmill. I'm doing my thing. I'm listening to my music out loud. Mm -hmm. And I'm like doing this mile run and I'm done before I start actually doing weights. And I get off the treadmill, I'm panting and I'm super tired. I literally look up and Shaquille O'Neal is literally seven feet in front oh. of me. The tallest dude wow. with these golden beads. <laughs> and I was like, this is like seeing a unicorn man. That. that I wanted to talk to him, but he had his headphones and I didn't. And you know, honestly, I didn't want to bother yeah. him. 
Yeah, so that was the first time I met Shaq. Wait, wait, was there a second time? <laughs> so here's the here's here's the kicker. So month later, I'm telling people this crazy story that I had Shaq go to my local gym. <laughs> I go back to that same gym. I'm doing literally the same thing, and I'm doing like these leg workouts, and all of a sudden Shaq comes in with his like I think his brother, either his brother or a security mm-hmm. guard. It's like, oh my God, it's the second coming of a Christ, but Christ is Shaq. Mm. No f-ing way. Um, so I literally, I think I kind of showboated, but I, honestly, I, I, I didn't mean to, but I was doing that and I was like, kind of like eyeballing him. Like, is that really him? Is that really him? But then I was on the, on this push press machine and literally his buff brother comes up and stares me down Uh-oh. and I'm like, and I like nodded. I'm like, I'm cool. Don't worry. <laughs> I understand. So honestly, that's my second time with the whole Shaq story. And honestly, that's like one of the highlights of my life that I've met. The the biggest thing is I saw Shaq (laughs) and I've seen the Allstate guy at a grocery store. Oh, Dennis Habert. Are you in good hands? Oh, I love that guy. Yes, sir. That's pretty badass. For me, I don't know why. Whenever I, I, I don't watch sports or care about sports, but Shaq's cool. Whenever I think of Shaq, back in like the... Late nineties, early two thousands, Burger King had like this this burger that was like a sourdough bun and like some special stuff, and they called it the Shack Pack. And I'm like, I, I don't know why when I think of Shack, I always think of that. I'm like, Shack Pack. Wow. I don't know. Or Shack Fu. Like I, I never played Shack Fu, but my brother got me a Shack Fu hat, and I'm like, I love this hat. Yeah, Shack Fu's nice. The shit. I mean, it's it's kind of recycled in a way, like the sh- i've never heard that he had a sandwich mm. it's like almost like nowadays with the travis scott yeah. burger yeah. didn't even think about that yeah and like because yeah i think it was like a sourdough bun and like a double cheeseburger inside and then it came with like i think fries but it came with like a cheese dipping sauce i don't know but like i just remember they were marketing the fuck out of it and they're like get a shack pack and i'm like i need a shack pack and i don't even know why i wasn't a fan of sports i'm like shack i love that guy but i wish i saw him at a gym he probably just laugh at me. <laughs> Honestly, the second time he was actually really encouraging. There was this guy who uh, works out there a lot. He, I, I think he lost like a ton of weight just going to the gym every day. And he's like, like hustling the guy like, great job. Keep going, nice. keep going, go, go, go. But that's interesting that, that uh, Shaquille O'Neal was in Hubie Halloween. Yeah. I only watched the first 20 minutes or so. So I got to watch this. I have to see Shaq. Well, I think Shaq was also in the grownups movies and he might've been in another one. Yeah. He was in both. He was a, he was a police mm-hmm. officer. I do, which I don't know why I find it crazy that him and Adam Sandler are probably friends, but I'm like, I guess it makes sense. Why not? Shaq, I have to say, Shaq is just a meme. What could be next? <gasps> but I wish I could tell you who he plays, but I feel like it would ruin the joke. But no, no, no. It's, it's the people amazing. have to see. Yeah. You know, this is Movie Toast news and reviews. You just got to give the news <laughs> and the reviews about it. You can't spoil <laughs> it. There's no way you can spoil it but i will say if you don't if, if none of that sounds appealing just watch this movie to get this shack uh joke it, it, it's the best payoff i feel like nice nice but uh i uh since you guys did a kind of a bonus thing for tv mm. show uh, i kind of wanted to pitch to you adam this tv show that i was watching on I don't know if you remember, guys, a, a while ago that Adam and Dennis had a little review about uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to turn to you, Adam, and kind of give you this right. for uh, HBO's newest show. It's called 
his dark material. Okay, yeah, I, I've been intrigued by this one. Like, isn't a Lin Manuel Miranda and like uh, God, some oh, other yeah. cats in it? Yeah, yeah. So basically, do you remember Logan? Yeah. So basically, the little girl in uh, Logan is in it, huh. and she plays the main character. She does an amazing job. Mice. 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 It's fantastic. Okay. It's amazing. The series is about the book, uh, The Golden Compass. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you, get, you remember the 2007 movie, The well, Golden Compass. I just Compass. know it because I used to always say, oh, it's golden. Like I never watched it. I remember it was like there was like fighting polar bears or something. I. Uh... Oh, yeah. So the, the fighting polar bears. So it's a really interesting story arc about uh, it's it's not really about religion, but it's about power. Okay. And it's and it's like this little girl has a destiny and she is this this person that can read this compass where it tells the truth and it's cool because like these people are their souls are binded by their an animal apprentice like an animal partner of like what represents them and when you're a kid you're they call them demons but it's spelled d-e-a-m-o-n nope d-a-e-m-o-n and they change into like these different animals, but when you get to a certain age, they stick to an animal and they talk and they're like kind of like a part of you mm. and your personality. So it's really cool. Um, a lot of like entendres about power and abuse of power and all that stuff. And there are uh, a bear. Um, think of the polar bears as just, just Spartans. Okay. They breathe and they eat. And they think about war huh. and they're just, they're just freaking warriors That's pretty badass. and they're the strongest. And they're also really good with metal. So like they build their own armor to their specific character. Hmm. So it's a really interesting series. It, I gotta say it is a little long. It's kind of, it kind of prolongs in a way, but it's a great series. Lin-Manuel Miranda is great in it. He, he plays, um, basically kind of like a these guys in a blimp but he's like this cowboy hmm. outlaw and he has like a jack rabbit as a partner oh and she talks oh yeah i don't know why you saying that kind of sold me a bit i'm like a jack rabbit partner in a blimp like that kind of did it for me i don't know why like it kind of had you had me at the polar bears being like badasses and making armor but you really sold me on that and like yeah i don't know why but it is a isn't a connection to it chapter two isn't McAvoy in it? Yeah, yeah, actually, yes, he plays uh Lord uh he he stars uh let me look it up really fast hold on All a right. second and then then uh I I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent here as you're looking because I, I assume it's just a click of a button but I'm gonna ask is uh I don't know why I thought at one point I heard. Is uh, Morgan Freeman in it? No, I don't he, know he's not. Fuck I'm he, talking no, about. He, hey, let us know at movie underscore toast on all the socials. Who McAvoy Oh, yeah, is. totally. So basically, check it out. It's a great series. Now, I've been, I legit have thought about the show because I think it came out like a year ago and I'm like, I kind of want to check it out, but there's so much other shit. So now it's good to hear someone actually give it a review in, in real life. Um, how many slices of toast would you give it if you gave it out of a four slicer? So I'm going to give it three slices of toast. Okay. Maybe 2.5. All right. 2.5 to three. That's legit. I, it, it kind of, it gets better when the, the polar bear is in it. Hmm. So I think that's uh, probably going to do it for us. Um, Mike, thank, thanks for stepping in today, this week. Um, Dennis. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know, Dennis, if you're listening, but, um, 
I'm hoping you and uh, Val are doing well and uh, totally missed you here today, but I'm, I'm hoping everything's going good and we'll see you soon. If not, Mike, hopefully you jump back and give us a hand until Dennis can come back. Oh, totally. I, I'd, I'd be happy to substitute for him for this for this little while. And even after, if you guys like me, yeah. I'll hop on an episode or two, maybe just put in like one or two reviews of a movie I watched. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I know we offered a while ago. You're like, ah, no, I'm just the guy behind the scenes. So when you offer to jump in to help out, I'm like, oh, that's pretty badass. Thanks, man. Yeah, the uh, a call to duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to wrap up, but if you want to um, tell people where they can find us online. All right. Uh, wow, this is weird. Usually I hear Dennis talk about this, but... Um, so you can uh, follow us on Reddit, Instagram, and Discord. Oh, and Twitter. Not to and Twitter. Yeah, uh, at movie underscore toast. Yes. And you can also follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Also, at movie toast news and reviews. I edit them, so obviously I have a sort of part on it. I'm kind of the edit monkey of this. You know, <laughs> they were like, "Dude, you do this," and this guy's turnaround's fucking top notch. Like. It's great. Dennis and I used to edit, and like it would take forever for me or him. Like, so it's good to have someone else step in. I mean, I'm just used to it. So, yeah, Dennis, man, uh, Val, uh, I'm thinking about you guys right now. And uh, as always, everybody listening, stay toasty. That seems fucking weird saying that. It is so weird. As As always, always, folks, folks, stay toasty. toasty.